Hello, welcome to the Wasting Time podcast. I'm Chris. I'm here with Nick. Hey, Nick. Afternoon, morning, uh, yeah, whatever time of day it is when people are listening. I always forget that, that people don't listen to us live. Very true. How's things? Not bad. Things okay with you? Yeah, good. Started a new job this week, so full of busy. Have have had my toes a little bit into the 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 new Sum Forty One stuff and uh, the Blink stuff, which I'm, I assume you you'll be eager to talk about. Yeah, I did. Um, those things did did catch my attention, as you would expect. Is there anything else you wanted to chat about before we chat, chat about them? I mean, there's been a few things I've been listening to here and there. New Menzinger's song. Going to be seeing them in a few months again. Feel like I see them all the time. Yeah, they've got quite a big tour, haven't they? It's lined up for start next year. Yeah, they have. I think doing a big venue up here, actually. Which one are they doing up that up your way? Uh, Northumbria, I think the big, but the oh, big nice. room. Okay, and also I suppose if if anyone's listening to this before October the seventh, which there's a chance you might be because this is coming out before then, and and if you're London based, try and come to Till the Fest, which is the the weekend of October sixth, seventh, and eighth. But uh, if you do try try and uh, check out Lovebreakers in the afternoon of the seventh of October, so I thought I'd get that little plug in there. I'm actually going to be in London in a couple of weeks' time, so maybe oh, we yeah. can maybe we can hook up. Yes. Although logistically, I didn't really like forgot how far out Wembley was. So uh, yeah, it's a bit of a trek. Yeah. I was there obviously in the summer for for Rancid, but yeah, um, yeah, you, you you and I will uh, will negotiate that um, in our own time. We'll not bore the listeners. Um, I did talking about Wembley and Rancid. I did see Grade Two are doing another fucking UK tour. Those boys like literally never stop. They put in the work, don't they? Yeah. Christ, they're at Newcastle as well. They're at the Cooney this time, so. Oh, uh, you'll have to catch them because you missed yes. them last time, didn't you? I will. Yeah, it's November actually. I think so. Yeah, it is. Crazy. Yeah, they're out in November. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and any listeners who are fans of Grade Two, see if they're coming to you locally because uh, it's all, they're always put on a good put on a good show. Cool. Yeah. Let's uh let's start with uh, some forty one. I think. New single released this week. We were a bit unsure of what what the record was going to look like in terms of sound and approach because they've kind of gone like historically. Some forty one have gone through a little bit of a slow transition, a little bit. Would you say like from like the real poppy start and got a little bit heavier as as the records went on? That's true, but they have been quite open about it, saying that it's a double album heaven and hell heaven being the kind of traditional pop punks and hell being the heavier stuff yeah if i'm correct i, I saw derek saying in an interview that he uh because he was writing some pop punk stuff like for the first time in 16 years or something and it was originally going to be for other artists but because he liked it so much he's like oh, i kind of want this to be some 41 stuff and i think i think that's how it came about but we've uh we're hoping to have dave back on the show once the album's out so i'm sure we can get into this side of things with him but but you don't know when that full release is going to be yeah um no i don't i do i do have a friend who's who's working on the campaign so i could probably find he'll probably know when when the date is but they as far as i'm aware they haven't they haven't announced it publicly yet i don't think exciting stuff yeah yeah it's going to be like a last hurrah album isn't it like it is yeah because because then they're done well so they say anyway what did you think of the song? Landmines, isn't it? That's the track. Landmines, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good song. And I think I feel like it's I mean, obviously it is the poppier from the poppier kind of side of things. 
but it feels like a little bit of a new still feels a little bit new for them as well like a new new sound yeah but yeah i think it's a it's a good good single that i guess shows quite a bit of promise for sure hopefully what's to come I th- yeah i think it's solid and it's just a reminder of what a great songwriter derek is cool yeah uh so also there was that there's a this small un- underground band blink 182 i think they're called they they put out some new music recently as well i also yeah. i also happened to catch it that their, their very small show in copenhagen the other week yeah go on then let's hear about hear about that a little bit more because you haven't really filled me in in full just snippets and uh <laughs> pictures of you catch following mark and travis and tom around their hotels like a little <laughs> like a little fanboy around copenhagen yeah we were in copenhagen for a few days and i think coincidentally they were there the same amount of time as us because they had like a break in their schedule and on one of those days we did, you know when you do those free walking tours in cities we were doing one of those and at one point the guy was like and this hotel here this is the most expensive hotel in copenhagen and it's where the beatles would stay etc etc and we were kind of like i bet that's where blinkers staying so i said do you know what when this tour's done let's let's just go over and have a cocktail in the bar there or something because it'll be like it'll be a nice experience if nothing else so we did that and then about 20 minutes into that my wife just turns to me and she's like tom delong's just walked past <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were like, okay, yeah, turns out it is their hotel. And we ended we did spy all three of them there. Yeah. But awkwardly remained in the cocktail bar and didn't brave any social interaction. I tried to uh, speak to Tom and Mark. So, Tom, I ran out and he was getting low, he was swamped by fans. And then I was going to ask for a photo of him, but like, he went, I was just too late, basically. But when Hoppus walked past, because like, we, we moved outside by that point. Mark Hoppers is walking past, and I'm like, fuck, I have to go and speak to him, mainly because, you know, Peter Munters sent him the Lovebreakers album. I just wanted to uh-huh. go and say, look, you need to make sure you listen to this. Um, so I, I get up and I walk behind. It's him, his wife, and I guess his manager. And um, I'm like, Mark, Mark. I'm literally right behind him, and he just refuses to turn around. And then he gets to the entrance <laughs> of the hotel, and... We just kind of like me and Prisha behind them, and then there's another guy who's part of their crew. Just kind of looks at us, like I guess like Hoppers had called him ahead and just said, "Make sure if there's any fans at the hotel, like I don't stop for any of them." I guess you know he must have had it all day long, you know, right? Which oh, is a shame, a shame because it was a chance to meet meet <sighs> obviously one of my idols. Make sure he listened to Love Breakers, but it um uh, you don't you just don't like to hear stories like that, do you really? And it's nothing, you know, it's nothing personal. Like he literally never even saw us, never turned around. He obviously had just had a day of it and just wanted to get into his hotel, yeah. you know. And Travis. And Travis, we just we we were happened we were having the coffee in the square, which is near where their hotel was the next day. And I just looked across the road and I was like, fuck, that's Travis. And Bruce is like, oh shit, it is. There's his bodyguard as well. And we kind of, we walked near them. He was just on his bike going past. And uh, that was that, really. You got the full set. Got the full set, yeah. And then we have to, went to the show, which was was really incredible, actually. Maybe the best but I've seen them before. Like, everything I've seen, like, it just f- looked and felt special as well. Like, you know, it's... That's it, it's, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Like, yeah, the band going through, like, their journey... Tom being away for like what felt like 
forever and the map yeah. thing being good but never really just quite right uh and just the whole build-up to it all i guess really and i'm really disappointed yeah. I've, i missed missed it but yeah, yeah well, well obviously that couldn't be helped but yeah you would have loved it mate it was um yeah as you say it had that special feeling about it um and the sounds was great i mean obviously they're relying heavily on backing tracks and stuff but you know if you kind of forgive that because lots of bands do that these days lots of pop artists obviously do that um it was great um great set list and um just great atmosphere loved it well i guess in terms of like that special moment probably ties nicely into that the you know the release of first well say the first um song but the release couple haven't they but yeah i think the one the one more time release yeah. single yeah, what did you think yeah i think it's like like it's it's a special song isn't it because it's yeah it's, it's like it was it was emotional for me it was yeah um like really i really touching touching song in terms of like the story obviously it's got that kind of I, and I, I'm assuming I'm assuming it was intentional that I uh, miss you sound almost yeah. like the before and after, but like following similar melodies and like uh, and I don't know if it's just if it was clever or like or just a coincidence. I don't know what you think, but um, yeah, it's like it's a nice song. Yeah, no, I think it was intentional. And uh, yeah, it's cool. Like watching the video is really cool, isn't it? When they uh, when it starts showing all the backgrounds fr- from the past and stuff, uh, yeah. you know, maybe it was a little bit unsubtle when it gets to the point where it shows, starts showing old video clips and stuff. But you know, it's yeah. uh, it's. But I guess that's what they're going for. Just you know, just whacking you just, right in the face with yeah, it. Yeah, very apt kind of introduction to like the rebirth isn't it or you know the the you know the that kind of union re reunion yeah i'm like i think the other one i, think... I just wasn't really that bothered about <laughs> yeah <laughs> um well uh, one more time i think uh it's it's good it's not brilliant i haven't gone back to it that much by their standards i don't think it's you know one of the classics like i saw mark yeah. hopper saying if he had to do the Mount Rushmore of Blink songs, he had like, I don't know, yeah, what's my age again? Damn it. I miss you feeling this things like that. And then he was like, and one more time. I don't think it's up there like that. No. Um, and it's, it's, it's okay. more, it's more about it be like it being meaningful, isn't it? In terms of like, yeah. Yeah. Like their, like their reunion, like I say, um, rather than it being a big anthem. Yeah. True. True. And the other one, as you say, yeah, I wasn't bothered about either um it's okay but i feel like it doesn't really have a chorus like tom sings the chorus but it just sounds like another verse to me yeah i was a bit i was i was a bit underwhelmed by that one cool well um who have you been interviewing recently uh so today's episode i I struggle to keep up sometimes (laughs) yeah it's a band called uh a story told oh yeah uh i spoke to them a few weeks back um and i've i've left this one till now because they've got an album coming out it's called mundane magic out on october the 20th and they've released and uh recently put out a song called rodeo uh because they've had a few songs from the album coming out um they kind of 
they kind of tread the lines between pop punk and I guess they're more in the pop lane now. Like as they say in this interview, they kind of see themselves more alongside like uh the Bad Sons and One Republic. They're huge like Taylor Swift fans. They're kind of going for the more pop sound, even though they're from a kind of pop punk background. Guys, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Of course. Um kind of been aware of you guys for a while, so it's uh it's it's good to kind of digitally meet you guys um alex i was just um josh and i were just kind of i guess introducing ourselves and saying where where we're based so he was saying you guys uh west virginia based right yeah west virginia usa yeah we claim uh capital of charles or capital of west virginia charleston so yeah it's the small little most interesting looking state in in the country so <laughs> and uh, yeah and i was just saying just just for reference i'm i'm in surrey which is just like i'm about half hour southwest of london just to give you a bit okay of, uh, nice perspective there are you guys um are you born and raised west virginians born and raised yeah yeah we lived in um ohio which sounds like so different it's like literally the neighboring state uh we lived in ohio for a couple of years um yeah and then uh I guess born and raised West Virginia and lived most of our lives here. So yeah. One of the first questions I tend to ask is like, what what's a typical day for you guys at the minute? Like, um, I know you've got a record coming out and stuff, and you know, music's keeping you busy. But I mean, I guess how much of your life does that take up at the minute? I mean, I guess talk me through what you're both doing today after after we do this. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, so I like to say we kind of have like like two full-time jobs like um obviously we have the band and do the music thing but we honestly like live like pretty normal lives all of us kind of have normal jobs normal lives um and i uh, i'm sure we'll talk more about this i feel like this record is a really good um this upcoming record has a very good um kind of i don't know how you want to put it uh a very good narrative of this whole like living a total normal life but also having this um kind of like it feels like very larger than life like yeah. source of creativity that we present to the world um so yeah just like i mean we're just very normal people we wake up we eat we do a little bit of like i would say our day-to-day job and then uh once that is over uh we um kind of focus more on the band whether that is like writing recording uh, creating content um so it's a very it's a very kind of like like hannah montana kind of experience yeah, yeah. have yeah. sense of normal lives but then we kind of have to put on our shoes to kind of you know um be a part of this band and kind of present that to the world what what do you both do for for day jobs outside the band so i work for a um i work in corporate retail uh and kind of just like analyst work for them okay i work in uh for like a communications marketing agency so i kind of head up the video work so that's kind of my background is uh creative video so that i mean it's nice because it works out for us because we don't really have to farm out that type of work because we have the opportunity i guess to kind of do it all of our or do it all ourselves so okay okay and that, the, how do you find that balance? Because I assume the band takes up so much time. Like, does it ever get tricky balancing the two? Or have you kind of got that to a niche yeah. now? Because I know you've been doing the band a long time now. Yeah, for sure. I think that, um, and like Josh mentioned, I think that, that the lives that we've lived for 
how many years now, <laughs> like, you know, at some point something has to give, um, which I don't mean something has to give, but like something is sacrificed, you know, like personal life or free time, social life or anything like that. I think that, yeah. we, um, it's, I mean, it's hard for sure. Uh, but I think that it, doing the band and the music, we've, I feel like we've never been so comfortable with who we are as a band and who we are as people that it's like a part of who we are. Like it's a part of our lives and we could not do it. It's just, it's daily practice now. So but yeah, working nine to five um, and then working five to whenever, you know, it's yeah. fun, but it definitely has its has its challenges. Uh, but the greatest thing about that with this record is like, that's kind of what we're doing or writing about. It's like owning the lives that we that we live. So, yeah, 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 for sure. That's kind of the, the themes you're going for, as you say. Um, yeah. And speaking of the new record, we've we've got the new single My Place, which which came out last week um how are we feeling about that and how's that been received so far excellent it's oh gosh it's one of my favorite songs we've ever done i think it's a great representation of like narrative narratively like what we want to like what we want to say about the record so um we were so stoked to put it out i feel like the response has been great um yeah anything else you want to say to that josh yeah, I was going to say, I feel like My Place was like the perfect single off the record to kind of like kick everything off. Obviously, we've been putting out uh, singles that will be included on the upcoming record yeah. throughout the year. Um, well, but this it's... really felt... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry to cut in. How many singles has there been prior to this one? Is it two or three? Okay, I... um, so we have put out... Great question. Uh, I, three this year, and then we put out two singles late last year which will all be on the upcoming record. Oh, okay. Okay. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Monday magic never around came late lot. So they're both on the record as well as Mm -hmm. the ones that got you. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought it was like the perfect single uh, to like kick things off, announce that the record is actually coming. Yeah. Uh, I would say it's, I don't know. I feel like with all of these singles, I feel like they sonically sound a lot different from each other but in so many ways they like there are like elements that really tie everything together uh but i felt like my place specifically it has its own sound it's very like i would say like almost like celebratory feeling it's very like upbeat uh just kind of just like perfect way to like kick off like hey the record's coming this is what it's called um get stoked on it and yeah the reception has been really really good um it's kind of you you re- really never know what to expect with you know like putting out a song um and kind of like the reception for it but yeah it's been just as good as anything else and i think just at this point people are just like really stoked for like the record now so ever since we started the band i felt like initially we we really shied away from the whole like pop rock thing. Cause when we started like pop punk was just like, that was the focus. And that was what was like, you know, I guess quote unquote cool at the time. Um, I mean, it still is cool. Uh, but I felt like we kind of just like, didn't really promote the whole pop rock thing up front Cause we were trying to like yeah. fit in with the crowd that probably we didn't belong in. Uh, so I felt like, with this record specifically it's funny that you bring that up it's like i feel like we are very and alex was mentioning this earlier we're just very comfortable like what we want to do how we want to present the band and really leaning into this whole pop rock thing 
So, you know, there are moments in time in the record where it is very much a, a rock record. Obviously, we're always going to have like catchy melodies that, you know, could be on the radio. But I do think like, you know, we're huge fans of like Taylor Swift, of course, big fans of like pop bands like One Republic. Yeah, OK, that makes sense. And speaking, you mentioned like forming the band and stuff. Take me a little bit back to those early days. So wh when did this band form? Uh, I would say officially we formed almost, 14. yeah, 2014. We put out our first EP at the very end of 2014. Okay. Uh, I would say we are very much in the whole like local, not really taking it seriously phase until we put out our first record in 2016. Got it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we all just kind of, we all kind of just came from like different backgrounds. I was more involved with the whole like warp tour uh, kind of scene, uh, yeah. scene band type of world where Alec is kind of like the more traditional, like, uh, and Alex, I don't want to speak for you, but kind of like growing up in church and like, yeah, yeah, like going to school for music, very much like a more like professional um, uh, avenue of music. Uh, so yeah, we just kind of joined forces at some point, and yeah, it was around like. 2014 but i don't think we really took it seriously till about 2016 okay so what well, you were just kind of playing locally for that those first two years mm -hmm. you weren't necessarily touring or anything like that yeah i would say like we were just kind of doing it for fun and then <laughs> we put out the record in 2016 and it just started like catching on and catching on pretty quick and i think we're like oh maybe we should kind of like take it <laughs> a little bit seriously. um so yeah that's kind of when we really just started okay the band thing music that's kind of what we want to do okay and so did so tours come out of releasing that 2016 album yeah we we toured um yeah we really started hitting the road in 2016 yeah. uh you know anything from like warp tour uh some big festivals over here in the states and then just like touring with you know i think we got in a pretty good routine about uh staying on the road um uh, pretty frequently obviously up until like covid happened uh yeah. but yeah that's when we started like touring a lot who were kind of some of the standout people that you toured with during that period uh a couple of years one notable band that we really enjoyed was a band called seven minutes in heaven they're not a band anymore yeah uh, i remember them i remember yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. we toured with them um trying to think who else we were touring with at the time uh summer wars south southpaw yeah um, oh, okay yeah yeah summer wars yeah i i um they had an ep a few years ago that i really enjoyed at the time i remember oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah good. Really, really good ep Th this must have come up for you but i feel like was there was there another band that kind of broke through sort of around i feel like around 2018 called the S story untold did yeah did, did, did <laughs> were people get get you guys mixed up because that's happened with me before because I've heard both your names around. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. Not so much anymore. Um, yeah. Right. But right. It, used to, yeah. it used to there for a minute. I feel like when we put out that first record, uh, it was like early 2016. And literally like two months after that, we heard about this story untold band. And honestly, <laughs> we've, never met, we've never met them. We've never talked to them. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they're great guys uh, and put out great music. Uh, but we've just never really crossed paths. And I think it does go back to that whole, like, we are very much like in the pop lane where they were very much in like mm -hmm. the pop punk. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, so yeah, at the beginning where we had more of like a punk influence, I would say we were getting a lot of like, uh, I don't want to say confusion, but maybe some confusion. Uh, yeah. but I think very much now, like we are in totally different lanes. Um, yeah, we're yeah, really yeah. come out every now and then we'll see like a tweet or something like that. I was, gonna, I was going <laughs> to say, I think every now and again, somebody like thinks they came up with a very original idea to put us on tour with them. And in the story so far <laughs> and story of the year. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it pops up every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. That would be an interesting tour to be fair though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> so uh, Josh, you mentioned your influences were like walk tour kind of stuff. And obviously Alex, yours, yours were in a different lane. Um, can you both like tell me some examples of who those influences were for each of you? Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, you'll like this. Apparently I'm like a huge blink fan. Like, that's kind of why I started, you know, playing music. A uh, huge, like, Tom DeLonge fan. I right. think that's really apparent in um, kind of our songwriting, how I play guitar. Uh, so, yeah, I would say, like, I mean, Blink, um, Sum 41, Newfound Glory. That's kind of the stuff that I was listening to when I was, like, growing up. Um, and then just from there, um, really just I, at this point, I listen to everything. You know, I love Taylor yeah. Swift. I love, like, Third Eye Blind um but i would say that like core like blink um some 41 starting line that's kind of really how i got into music and like wanting to like make my own music got it what about you alex yeah so i mean like josh mentioned like um a little bit more of like a traditional um musical life upbringing i don't feel like i really started having interest in like writing music myself until i was 17 or something like that so you know, I, some of my favorite brand, favorite bands, you know, I obviously was around and like enjoyed those types of bands as well, but never thought of it as like songwriting, but bands like Switchfoot and Reliant K were kind of like those yeah. early teen years were bands um, that were in that similar realm as well. I was huge on an Amy Grant record, if you know who that is. Um, but then when I really wanted to start writing music, it was One Republic. It was their first record that really got me into it. And I've always been a huge Coldplay fan. Um, as much hate or whether you love them or hate them, I don't see. Anyway, um, probably One Republic, Coldplay, Taylor Swift are my biggest influences for sure. Okay, interesting. So it's an interesting mix that you guys have got going there, which yeah. I, suppose, I suppose makes sense with your sound as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that's like the it truly our sound is a product of those two worlds kind of clashing. Uh, we do have high energy, like, you know, sometimes like, I mean, it's very guitar driven, uh, but I yeah. feel like, especially with this like new record. Um, I mean, I think there's keys and piano and strings in every single song. Um, and I think that really comes from like Alex's world uh, and the influences like he grew up on. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's just like, I think it makes for an interesting sound and it, I think it's our sound. And I, you know, I really yeah. can't compare our music to, um, you know, a lot of bands. Um, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's why people don't really ever know where to put us. Uh, are they like a scene band? Are they a radio band? Um, you know, we're just kind of like doing what we want to do. Um, so I think that's like, that can be a pro and a con to yeah. like, yeah. like you're kind of alluding to. Um, yeah it's you know i think it's really important to be unique but that can confuse people sometimes it's just, yeah, yeah as you say oh is it they're sort of a warp tour band but not yeah. Quite. yeah 
I think this, as I say, there's pros and cons, but I think that's ultimately a good thing. And you know, that yeah. will I think so make too. you stand the test of time, you know. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say, like you were bringing up like the touring history. I think that was kind of honestly like when we were trying to figure out like who to tour with. I feel like people never could like figure out like what bands we should be touring with just because we rode such a fine line like i don't think we really fit in with like the real friends knuckle puck crowd but we weren't mm. pop enough to be with um or like indie enough to be with like the bad sons band camino yeah. crowd um yeah. so it was really a tough thing to figure out like who was who, who we should be touring with and like what audience we should be going after and i you know yeah. i think i uh, i think we've just really um kind of learned and like grown and like really um got a little more comfortable with our sound where i think now like i think in 2023 i think people will be able to like put us in a i guess a more specific box um yeah uh just with like the growth of the band and kind of really just figuring out like what we are trying to do with our sound has that ever like been an obstacle in terms of like you know someone an a and r person at a label or, or you know someone like with a position in the music industry who you want to work with who's like turned around and said you know you guys are good but i don't mm -hmm. know what a fan is you know like kind of right exactly what you're saying there is that kind of has that been an obstacle that you've noticed coming I, from other people yeah i mean i we have definitely heard that uh yeah definitely been like you guys just need to figure out like who your audience is um because it kind of feels like all over the place. Uh, but I think, I don't think we've ever let like, so we've been a, like a completely independent band this whole time. Yeah. Uh, we're our like, fourth full length record doing this completely independent. We've never had like a label or anything like that. Um, so I, yes, I, you know, these people like they know what they're talking about. But I just feel like we've never let those opinions or anything like that, like dictate like what we want to do. I feel like maybe at some point it was like a crutch. Uh, but, you know, like you live and you learn. And I think that stuff comes naturally. You need the time to develop uh, like what lane you want to be in. And, you know, yeah. maybe at the time, like it's, you know, 2016, 2017, like signing to a label just wasn't the right, the right move, especially not especially that we hadn't like figured out like what we wanted to do with our sound. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think we've ever let it be a crutch. Uh, and I, I honestly, I just don't think it's something that we really like put too much emphasis on because at the end of the day, we just like want to like create music. Obviously we want to get it out there to as many people as possible, but you know, the goal of like being signed or anything like that has just never been, the sole reason why we do this. And I think that's kind of how we've ended up where we are now. What about um, booking agent? Have you, have you had booking agents over the years or have you, have you been independent on that side of things as well? Yeah, we've had booking agents and like we've been talking about, I think it was very hard for them um, to figure out like where to put us. And yeah. I think it's very evident in like the tour history. Obviously we're super appreciative of, you know, the booking agencies we've had in past. Uh, and, you know, sometimes like when I look back to like, you know, those album cycles, those years, there was definitely a very much like a kind of almost like working against um, what we had like going on around us. And I think from every aspect, uh, including like booking our band, I think that's something that we, 
we're experiencing there as well, if that makes sense. Jumping back to that, you obviously you said like things kind of really notched up to the next gear when you did that first full length, the 2016 one. How do you feel about that record now? Now there were seven years on and your band's kind of evolved a bit. Do you, do you still listen to that one or do you, do you kind of find it like it's too much in the past? I still listen to it for sure. I think it, um, you know, with any record, it holds so much memories of a time and place, what it meant to you, but like, yeah. and what it meant to everybody else. And I, I think Josh hit it dead on. It was just like, I, I don't really know how serious we were taking it, but the response from, from that record, uh, I think we were sitting at like a Buffalo Wild Wings, Josh. I like have a very distinct memory of that, like all the feedback flooding in on that. So um, that record in particular, I don't, of course you listen back and you're like, oh, wow, you know, that decision we made, that's what this sounds like, you know, production quality, um, anything like that, your ability to ride over time, but um, it's all fond memories for me so it's a okay. fun quality listen for me yeah i was gonna say like i feel like with all of the records we put out three previously it when i listen to them and i still listen to all of them it's very much like a time and place and you appreciate like you know what you did at that time like alex was saying yeah would you do things differently if you had those songs and had to like produce them today absolutely like i don't think yeah we were like putting out those records today. I mean, obviously they wouldn't sound nothing like uh, what they do now, but you just kind of have to like appreciate it. And cause those songs and those albums still mean so much to everybody. I mean, like people have like tattoos of those records. They, we still like, Alex is still like doing like handwritten lyric sheets for songs on those records. So that still really means something yeah. to somebody. Yeah. And even like, seven years later that people are still like streaming this or like care about that stuff. Like that's kind of like mind blowing. Um, and want imagine. us to print the vinyl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first record is the only record we don't have on vinyl. Um, right. I, but yeah, I, 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 I'm with Alex very fond memories of it. Very time and place. I wouldn't do anything differently. Uh, but I'm, you know, you can definitely tell like, between records that you know the growth of this happened with the band and trying to get to that like where we are today oh by the way so how many how many members do you guys have at the minute because i noticed in the most recent video there was there's three of you in that video three so, so is that the current band lineup is three of you yeah three okay is, is that historically always been the case or is it kind of has it changed over the years it's changed I, it's changed over the years that the this most recent band when it was four i mean uh casey was the drummer he's still very much involved uh which i think okay. is cool um because it still feels like he's like a piece to the puzzle of, of what we're doing but i think that yeah the three now like it's that's been the core like those have been the people and i think that that also plays a role in why it feels like we've never been more comfortable as a band because it was you know um that's what it felt like for yeah. a long time so the three of us alex and i have been in it the whole time jason who plays guitar for the band he joined the band in 2017, but honestly, he's always been a part of like what we we're doing because he was mixing, yeah. he's producing for the band ever since it started. Like he he mixed our first two records. Keep watching, yeah, yeah. So, like Alex was saying, like I feel like with Jason and Casey, who used to play drums for the band, who still play drums on this record, still helps us out. Um, it's still very much a. Um, the people that kind of have been there since, you know, things have really started taking off. 
yeah, somebody might not be a face of the band anymore, but they're still very much a part of it, which is like super cool. What happens yep. for the what happens to the, for the live show with your current setup? Do you use a backing track or do you like get um, a touring drummer, session drummer? How, how's that work? Uh, so yeah, we will we do have touring drummers. Uh, it's kind of been nice. We have like a few that we can choose from, but uh, oh, honestly, cool. like honestly, like Casey who drums for the band or drummed for the band prior, uh, he's kind of like our go-to. Uh, yeah, just you know he he knows the song. He know he knows the songs. He knows our band there's our style um so yeah we'll always have like a live drummer in that sense all the touring you did around the records um you know since you since you've been a touring band have you made it outside of the states at all we have not we no. okay we get we get messages daily uh usually yeah. usually it's uk or like australia yeah. um it's just so expensive and especially being like an independent band uh yeah. you know we're just right waiting for the right opportunity uh that we can do it and we can do it right yeah uh understandable have either of you guys be had much uk experience just outside of the band you ever been this way before no any Not of at us all. Have, i think about it no uh, okay okay what well, like europe at all i don't think i've ever been anywhere internationally now that you bring that up well, hopefully, hopefully the band will bring bring the first opportunity to to do that. Yeah, that's always been the goal. Let let the band, you know. I feel <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like travel in general. I uh, a lot of it happens because of the band, because uh, you know it's yeah. such a time consumption there. Uh, but yeah. it does allow for you to like see a lot of different places you probably normally wouldn't go to, and definitely like international is on that list. Hopefully, yeah. Um, you know, we have all the interest in doing so for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just waiting for the that right opportunity. So I assume you you must have taught the the states tenfold. You've been to most places within the states. Yeah, I'd say most places. We we are located on the east coast. Yeah. Um, so I mean, most of the U.S. population is here on the east coast. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice because we had you know, accessibility to major cities like Chicago, New York, uh, Atlanta, that type of, um, those type of cities. We've never made it out to the West Coast, though. Like LA, we've never played LA. It's just such a trek out there, especially kind of where we are now. Uh, But I would say like most of the United States we've played. With the records coming out in a couple of months, have you got touring plans and anything else kind of planned around that release? Nothing announced yet. Uh, okay. but we are definitely, um, we are definitely trying to like figure out plans just to, and probably in a more like unique way than we have in the past to kind of like get out there and for like present this record, whether that's like live shows, whether that's like kind of like a pop-up shop kind of deal, uh, okay. just trying to really give a human interaction with, um, with the record and, uh, just trying to figure out what that looks like. Speaking of like music at the minute is there any artists that have impressed either of you recently hmm let's open up spotify go for it man alex who do you have who are you on on right now that's a really good question i was literally opening it up as well i'm really big on pd right now i think he's a tiktoker and he's been putting out music he's uh really cool i saw like mark hoppus posted about it recently oh really Uh, yeah, but he's super good and he's blowing up. I saw, I watched his um, live stream at, was it Bonnaroo? 
uh, I think it was a Bonnaroo live stream and that's kind of where I saw him and now I've been hearing him pop up everywhere. So definitely check him out. Did you say he's blowing up? Yeah. Like, nice. Yeah. He's blowing up. And I want to say he started as a TikToker, but I could be completely. Oh wrong. yeah. He's, he's huge on TikTok. Yeah. yeah well, see. I think for me, uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just saying that's a common route these days. That's what I was, yeah. I was chiming in with. Yeah. Go ahead. But it is interesting that he didn't start as a music TikToker. Like he's he's does like sketch comedy on TikTok. Uh, let's see. I think my two that you the only chance like of course I've listened like to the new Posty record, um, the Carly Rae Jepsen record. Um, but I'm really into um, female country artist Abby Cohn right now, and. Um, also, Abby Holiday. She's a, I guess she's probably indie pop. I don't even know how to okay. describe her. Alternative, alternative indie pop. Abby Holiday and Abby, Abby Cohn. So. Abby Cohn. Okay. Yeah, I like I like both those genres. So, um, yeah, that that sounds cool. You can tell we listen to like everything. We're oh, definitely free pop <laughs> on this <laughs> podcast. What's uh what was like a I- ideal tour for both of you? You could take it. Anyone could take you out. I mean, for me, it would be Blink. That's like the dream. Um, I was able to see um, uh, a couple times this summer. A couple um, of times, really. Yeah, definitely be Blink. You know, that's kind of where my roots are. Uh, yeah. So you know, like if Taylor wants to take us out, like <laughs> we <can do> that. <laughs> we'll consider. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, I guess more realistically, like, um, you know, I feel like we're very much starting to enter that world of like the band Camino, Bad Sons, Joan. Um, I think that would kind of be where we want to be coin, uh, kind of where we want to be like in a tour aspect these days. Josh just said some good ones. I think that those are a more achievable level of those bands like Bad Sons and the band Camino. Um, and of course, if Taylor wants to take us out. Um <laughs> But I'd, I'd probably say I'd probably pick one Republic out of all of it because of knowing Ryan's story and how he came up and um, for that kind of being my influence into getting so into songwriting. I feel like we're pretty in line with them as well ish. So that would be mine. I meant to ask before on any other records, did you work with producers or is it all self-produced? So it's all been self-produced. We've tried <laughs> I, I feel like this is the theme of this uh, of this conversation. We have tried working with producers in the past, uh, but honestly, they just like never really like gotten what we do, and it just like never like really worked out. Um, and you know, like you know who you are, you know, you know yourself the best, and type of and what type of music you want to put out there. So yeah, we've yeah. always like self written, self produced. We have like a really good um, kind of team uh, in terms of like like mixing and mastering that does give like the sound uh, that, you know, like is on the record, uh, like our mix engineer, uh, he works with like um, Joan, he did the new like boys, like girls singles. I think that definitely um, puts us, you know, takes us to like the finish line in terms of like our sonic sound, but in terms of like production, it's all self, you know, in-house. Who would be a dream producer? I mean, I could see I could see someone like Jack Antonoff doing something interesting oh, yeah. with your sounds. <laughs> Jack Antonoff, uh, I don't know, even like like Butch Walker. Uh, oh, yeah. 
I'm trying to Ryan Tatter. That'd be yeah. amazing. Um, those would kind of be like my picks. We'd love to like work with somebody like that. Boys, we could probably uh, wrap this up in a second, but we normally uh, normally finish with like just some. Uh, sorry, I I can appreciate it. it. Probably sounds weird when I'm saying we. Uh, I do normally have a co-host for this. Oh, I don't just. I'm not Gollum. I don't refer to myself <laughs> yeah. in the third person. You know. Um, yeah, but my my co-host had a kid this year, so I've oh, cool. been doing a lot of oh, these well. shows solo, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what I was saying is, we normally we finish with like some uh, quick fire questions. So yeah, you know, if it's cool, you know, maybe I'll I'll dive into those. Let's, go. Let's do it. All right. Uh, favorite TV show? Breaking Bad. I. I'm going to say How I Met Your Mother. Slightly different answers there, but I like that. Um, favorite movie? <laughs> Disturbia. Disturbia. With Shia LaBeouf. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, man. Not the best movie. Uh, favorite movie? Man, put me on the spot. Um, Shutter Island. <laughs> no, not Shutter Island. Uh, I'm going to say The Dark Knight. Best concert you've been to? Taylor Swift Reputation Tour. Agreed. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to give you three previous guests from this show, and you can only save the music of one of those okay. artists, oh, man. if you know them. You know, oh, <laughs> if, you, if you don't know them, then that's an easy get out. But I'm going to give you guys New Found Glory, Nine Days, The Get Up Kids. I love all of them, but I'm going to go with New Found Glory just because I grew up on New Found Glory. Fair. That's the politically correct answer. <laughs> all of them, but... Uh, for the sake of just disagreeing, I'll say get up, kids. Finally, give, you don't have to give me the um, absolute one, but give me some contenders for your favorite ever record. Ooh. Uh, uh, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Enema of the State by Blank. Uh, the Third Eye Blind self-titled record. Um, and... What's another good one? Uh, man, that's tough. Oh, uh, man. So much music. Um, I'm going to say a Taylor record. I love all of them, but I'll just say my current one. Um, I'm going to go 1989 by Taylor. Let's see. I'll go, I'll go Taylor record two. I'll pick Folklore. I'm going to go. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with my three favorite artists and their best records to me. Makes sense. There's that. There's that. Uh, favorite Coldplay record. Um, I love Ghost Stories. Um, or Viva La Vida, anyway. And then um, Waking Up for One Republic. Yeah, guys. Thanks so much for giving me your, your time uh, today. It's, it's great to meet you both, albeit digitally. And, um, you too. Yeah. Wish you the best of luck with, with the album when it comes out in October. And, 